Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined again this week by a good friend of the show and now recurring cast member, <laughs> uh, Derek from college. What's up, Derek? What's going on, buddy? How you doing this morning? I am doing. I'm doing well. We had some good. technical difficulties, but yeah. we have reached the other side. Yes, it was on the level of like I'm just going to throw this laptop through a window because I'm done <laughs> with technology. It's like that episode of SpongeBob where they're like, <laughs> forget what they're trying to figure out, but like. Uh, uh, Patrick, I think, is like SpongeBob. We have technology now, and he points to a computer, and then like they, whatever they're trying to do, they're smashing the computer with yes. it or something. <laughs> yeah. I just butchered that, but you get it. Yeah, what's the what's the what is it? Ron Swanson when he finds out how they know him, like they can find oh, him or whatever. He just takes yeah, the computer and throws it right in the dumpster. Yeah, April tells him to Google uh, to go on yes. Google Earth and type in his address, and he throws his computer out. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good. Good stuff. Well, how are you, Derek? What uh, what'd you do this week? Uh, let's see. What did I do this week? Well, it was my wife's birthday last weekend, mm-hmm. which you you and you very well know. Um, because we I do. we saw each other. Um, yeah. but yeah, other than that, let's see. What have I been doing? Just work, and uh, trying to you know trying to keep the dog sane while she's you know stuck inside. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Other than that, just chilling for the most part still working away on those horror movies the 31 for 31 you know oh yeah what uh what which ones have you watched so far uh let's see so <clears throat> i have watched all of the nightmare on elm streets okay i have watched the this year i for the first time i watched rob zombies halloween movies which i hadn't seen before oh. those were interesting yeah I, which uh, one which one did you did you like the most the first one Okay. Um, the first one, it was just the, it was just better. Um, it's nice to mm-hmm. see the uh, sort of the lead into like what made Mike Myers, Mike Myers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I feel like it kind of ruined a little bit of the motivation because part of, part of the fun part about the original is that, you know, you don't know why he's just this crazy dude that is all of a sudden just murdering right. people. And this way it's like, oh, he came from a bad home and he's abused. And I'm not trying to downplay that because it's a horrible situation mm-hmm. that no child should go through. But like, yeah. it's also when he snaps and beats that kid to death in the woods, you just go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny. Uh, uh, it's so funny to watch all those like kind of classic slasher franchises of the, the 70s and 80s yeah um it's funny because like the the first ones of like the original movies are always like very scary and very straightforward and like the more they dive into like the mythology and stuff like that the more like campy they get yeah. which is you know is is, is great <laughs> it's just funny some of those later like jason movies are just hilarious they're, they're straight up comedies oh you mean jason x when he's in space <laughs> yes like that's not even a horror jason movie x. that's just like a yeah, it's just, <laughs> I thought you did. Um, that's not even a horror movie. That's just like a weird late 90s, like, why did you make this movie? Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so weird. Uh, yeah, I, it, you know, it's fun. I'm taking a break a little bit this year because last year I went a little a little hard on the um, on the mm-hmm. horror and the gore. Like I watched, I don't know if you've heard about it, Martyrs. That's oh, a no. notoriously like effed up movie. Okay. Um, yeah, so I watched Martyrs last year. I had my buddy Matt, who is my horror guru guy, go-to mm-hmm. guy. I um, 
I had him set me up with some movies last year, and let's just mm. say I felt icky after watching some of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the best way I could put it. So this year I'm kind of taking a break, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to do – doing fun ones, you know. I'm going to kind of, you know, just kind of pal around, just see what, you know, see what the ones, you know, the ones I haven't watched in a while or maybe the ones that I have because I haven't seen – uh, the Elm Street, the whole thing. I've only seen the first two, and then I haven't seen any since. And so going through those, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. Um, mm-hmm. The other one that I want to watch this year, <clears throat> which I think I'm going to have to get Shudder for, is uh, The Burning. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this one? No. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a uh, camp slasher movie of a okay. guy in a rain poncho who uses giant hedge clippers to murder <laughs> a very young Jason Alexander and all of his friends. Oh, that sounds great. Dude, it's pretty good. The The poster is just a guy with inverted hedge clippers kind of open standing on a canoe about to stab like a kid. It's like, okay, this is just your standard like late 70s, early yeah. 80s. Like there's a guy in the – like my favorite kind of horror movie where it's like there's a guy in the woods that he wants to kill us as opposed to like there are demons in people. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't do well with the supernatural stuff. Yeah. I think they they need to they need to bring back the the slasher. I think that, oh. that it needs a it needs a, re- a renaissance. Absolutely, and I think there is I think there's starting to kind of be an underground renaissance on those movies, uh, that mm-hmm. style of movie. Like, and I think it's the, I, I know that Shutter is starting to do originals and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things that they're getting into is sort of okay. those um <clears throat> yeah sort of those like '80s throwback kind of things. So. Yeah, Shutter's yeah. cool. Uh, they they do a podcast with Eli Roth that I listen to. It's really good. I would listen to it, except I don't like Eli Roth. I find him to yeah. be quite abrasively annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might enjoy it because it's it's not about him. It's him interviewing like famous horror people. Oh, well, it's, then I probably kinda would just, enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. I was just listening to the. Uh, uh, he has a really good conversation with. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, like it's it's good stuff. Uh, he talks to Rob Zombie. Um, oh, well, yeah, I'll, it's, it's, I'll it's check good it stuff. out then. I'll check it out then. I yeah, you should just, check it out. It's pretty I good. I thought it was horror time with Eli Roth. <laughs> Eli Roth just talks into a microphone for an hour by himself. Yeah. Horror <laughs> movies are a thing. Yeah. I make horror movies. Yeah, Eli, we know. Thank you. I mean, yeah. nothing against him, but like, I can't, yeah. make, I'm not making those movies, but at the same time, I'm like a little like, bro, like you're a little yeah. too like, too, you got you've got an eight pack and you're a little too in shape for a horror movie director in my opinion like i kind of yeah. want my horror movies director to be a little schlubby a little, mm, actually yeah you can tell he likes being a hollywood guy a little too yes, much i think that's where i think that's the vibe <laughs> i feel like having having lived in la as long as i did it's like oh you're a hollywood guy i don't yeah. like hollywood guys don't get me wrong i yeah. like hollywood guys but hollywood guys are like mm, <laughs> yeah it's abrasive but, yeah <clears throat> Anyway, well, yeah. Anyway, what well, are that's you up cool. To? How was your week? Um, oh man, uh, what did I do this week? Um, not much, man. Uh, I've been uh, tightening up on uh, sort of my eating recently. I've been eating a little bit healthier during the week, just to yeah. feel a little bit better and whatnot, and yeah. that's been going well. Um, well, good. Although it is the weekend, and I am going to have a cheat meal tonight, and it's going to be great. Oh, what are you having? Uh, I think we're going to do Shake Shack because there's one that just Ooh. opened up down the street and we can Postmate it. So, <laughs> Oh, hell yes. Yep. Uh, Done. But yeah, I'm just I'm just chilling, man. Uh, getting ready. I'm actually doing a uh, I'm DJing a like 
drive through Halloween events on Halloween. So that should be interesting. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, so, I will say you know. this for this, ha- for this COVID Halloween time, I kind of like the fact that there is sort of this throwback to the whole haunted hayride kind of things, you know, where it's yep. like, stay in your car. We're going to run at you with stuff and scare the bejesus out of you. But like, also don't get out of your car. Yeah, I think they're doing like a, a big drive through thing. I want to say at like the L.A. County Fairgrounds or something somewhere. Oh, cool. They're doing like a drive through like kind of haunted uh, house drive through thing. So gotcha. that'll be interesting. Well, that's cool. Yeah, they're doing they're doing one around here, too. And I I'm that's I, cool. I want to go, but I also don't have a ton of time. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So um, especially on Halloween, because you are a, a wizard. So. Yes. Well, yeah, my time, most of my month when I'm not watching horror movies or I'm at work, most of my month is um, keeping using my sorcery and my magic to make sure that the veil between worlds stays intact so that, mm-hmm. you know, th- so that evil can't cross over into our, yeah. into our and we side. Do, we do thank you. We do thank you for doing that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a thankless job. You know what? I wasn't fishing for it, but thank you. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the thanks. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. a hard job. Somebody's got to do it. But, you know, I'm just you're welcome, world. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we, um, I guess, um, no, we'll save, we'll save, uh, movie news for another episode. We'll do that. We'll, yeah. we'll recap movie news in a couple episodes, but, um, so, uh, you're on, uh, the podcast today for a pretty specific reason. Um, yeah, we, we were so. hanging, <laughs> we were hanging out a couple days ago and we were just talking about what was the ride at Disneyland that made us start talking about this? Um, uh, so in Disney ride news, the two rides that are getting, uh, well, Splash Mountain, as we all know, is, um, eschewing the racist, uh, mm-hmm. facade that it carried for far, 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 far too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, like. I remember being a kid, like my grandma had a copy of Song of the South, right? And so I remember sitting there mm-hmm. and watching it and being like, I don't, and then asking my mom, because we're going to get into some horrible racist terms real quick, and I don't mean anything mm-hmm. by it, obviously, but like, you know, the term tar baby comes up a lot in that deal. And I didn't know ah. what that was. And I remember uh-huh. asking my mom, and she was like, don't ever use that term ever. <laughs> right. And thankfully, that was her reaction, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. you know, as, as an adult, I'm like, oh, good. Thank you for bringing the hammer and just be like, you don't ever say that it's like okay great thank you and then i started learning what it was and then i remember going on Mm -hmm. splash mountain and then learning sort of what that was sort of like my impetus for figuring what racism was and like all that Uh kind of stuff and you know the dividing line and i remember going on splash mountain and being like oh this is a ride that is about a racist piece of cinema that they Mm -hmm. have taken all of the very touchstone racism stuff out mm-hmm. but they still want you to be like la 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 and i'm like no 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 now don't get me wrong i still <laughs> rode the ride <laughs> right multiple times but i'm like when they're finally like we're gonna turn it to princess and the frog i'm like yeah should should have changed that a long time ago so with that news coming out this uh this year and then uh space mountain is getting a movie treatment and that's what we were talking oh, about so right. because of that's those right. two things we were we decided to do an episode about yep. Disney rides with no through line, with no storyline, as Space Mountain had. You know, Space Mountain doesn't have a, a, a theme, so we're gonna do talk about how we would make movie pitches to give a story to these rides. Like, if you're gonna take a ride and turn it into a movie, how would you, Asan, and I 
what would we cast and what would we make the storyline about? Yeah, because I think we uh, we talked about how some of them have, or at least one example uh, of Pirates of the Caribbean yes. turned out to be a huge success. Oh, um, did it? Fi- at least financially. <laughs> I-, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that it was yeah. a massive multi-billion like, dollar. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, they yeah, that, that ride it doesn't, I mean, it has like, it has some story-esque elements in it, but there's no like, there's no narrative there. You know what I mean? There's no, no like, it's generally, this is the story. It's yeah. The original, the OG pirates uh, follow through was basically like, "Yo, check out pirates doing their thing in little vignettes. Isn't this nuts?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more nuts that you have guys drowning a dude in a well with a noose. Like that's, and then yeah. they try to shoot his wife. Like that's weird. Yeah, and then chasing a woman around, around. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And then selling women for wives. Yep, mm-hmm. the wife auction. Lots of yeah, lots of stuff that you go hmm. Glad we've progressed as as a yeah. society. <laughs> All right. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, they took that ride um, and some of the you know like the sort of um, aesthetic elements of it and, and made a story around it, and it ended up being a huge success. So we right. were like, why you know like let's see if they can do that for the rest of the series or the rest of the rides. And I guess we can start. I'll start by giving. Because when we were talking, I gave my Space Mountain pitch. So right. we can start there, and then uh, I'll give that pitch, and then we can just kind of move down the list, and we can give our pitch for each ride if you want. Yeah, totally. I think that sounds great. So so for each one, we'll talk about, like, the story. Um, we'll talk about, like, the target audience, because that's, gotcha. that's like, a, I think that's a big deal. And then we'll yeah. talk about, like, casting, I think is the Perfect. third one, because that's always fun. That's always – you and I love a good fantasy casting session. Right. Uh, so, and, and then with target audience, I mean, that includes like what genre of movie it is. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So for Space Mountain, uh, basically my pitch was this. Space Mountain is a um, science fiction um, space um, racing movie uh, for kids starring Paul Rudd. Of, and of course. It, <laughs> and it is essentially this. Um, now remember, this is a movie for kids. Uh, it's it's a movie where Paul Rudd is like he's like the Air Forces. Essentially, he's a kids' comedic version of Matthew McConaughey's character from Interstellar. He is NASA's and slash the Air Force's best pilot. Um, he's the best, uh, you know, when he does normal missions on like the space station, he's like the best docking person. Like he's really good at flying things like that's He's really good on, at doing that on Earth. Right. Right. So the uh, NASA is planning this mission because they think that they've discovered another planet in the uh, just outside of our solar system uh, that may be habitable, may even have life. Um, they want to send a probe, but the hard part is there's like a, a an extreme weather system like above that planet. And so they have a really tight window to get the probes in there. And so they want to send a pilot as a uh, as a contingency plan. If he needs to take over and fly it manually to get through the storm, then that's what he's going to do. Um, so they're going to send their hot shot ace pilot. Pilot. Right, right, right. And they probably sent they send Paul Rudd. Maybe he has a couple robot companions. Oh, for comedic uh, relief, absolutely. Yes, there course. have to be comedic. Yeah, because you need you need companions. someone for Paul Rudd to talk to for the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh God, yes. Um, <laughs> so they send him into space. He gets to this planet. Uh, when he, he realizes that uh, the planet that the that they discovered uh, is. Uh, 
uh, it does have this storm and he's trying to fight through it, whatever. The storm knocks him off course and he doesn't get through the, the window because of something, whatever reasons. And he gets sucked through a wormhole, right? Got it. That he didn't know was there. And then he ends up on this other side of the galaxy and he ends up crash landing onto this planet. And at first, the planet doesn't seem very populated. It's kind of like a, um, what's that What's that movie uh, with, with the Will Ferrell 70s TV show remake? Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah, Land of it's the like Lost. It's like a yeah. Land of the Lost style planet. Like, there's a bunch of creatures, but it doesn't seem inhabited by intelligent life until, you know, he meets this, uh, you know, he gets captured and taken to whatever, you know, the central holding or whatever of this planet. <laughs> and <laughs> Big guards with, with uh, shock sticks. Yes. And they uh, essentially like are like, what are you doing here? Like, where are you from? What planet are you from? And he's like, I'm from Earth. I'm human. And they laugh. They're like, ha ha ha. They're like, no human has ever made it to this side of the galaxy, even even though we left that wormhole for you billions of years ago. And he's like, hey, you know, and so like the underlying joke is like humans are late to the party because we're not as good as science as all these aliens. Apparently, we're pink and, and we're soft and we bring o- we breathe oxygen. <laughs> Yeah, we eat food and we, we breathe food. oxygen, we don't, and we, we don't consume light for sustenance. <laughs> yeah, we fight we fight each other over oil from the ground, uh, <laughs> and he's like, and so basically the uh, the uh, the authoritarian uh, alien race that seems to be running this planet tells him like, uh, basically like, you know you're going to serve as like a slave on this planet because like you can't contribute to what we're doing here any right. in any meaningful way <laughs> until he gets broken out by uh you know uh, a, a seemingly much nicer race of aliens that break him out and take them to their like sort of underground sort of like refugee kind of camp and they're like hey you know you know what this is right and he's like no he's like these are the intergalactic space races and he's like what and they're like yeah every Every intelligent species, with the exception of humans to this point, comes together to this planet uh, to race for bragging rights and control and like basically um, what he, diplomatic control of the planet that they're on. Because this planet is like a an, uh, the last planet before you reach like the, the solar system where all these aliens are from. So it's like an Got outpost it. planet. Whoever controls this controls that part of the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. And for like the last, however many years since they've done it, the races, this, this domineering, um, you know, very mean race of aliens have been under control and they've turned it into like a slave planet. And he's like, and basically the, the, the creatures that have uh, taken him into their refugee camp are like the, the native indigenous creatures of this planet. Right. They're like, it's been eons since we've had a champion race for us. We'd love our control of our planet back. And so he's like, okay, uh, I think I can do this. Let me, let me see the vehicle. And it's like sure this dilapidated. Like, sure would be nice to be back in charge again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you do this? And, yeah. <laughs> so it's this vehicle that they've been building and they've put all of their their cultures resources into. So it's a good vehicle, but you know, it's it's kind of thrown together, but uh uh so Paul Rudd says, "I'll do it." And they're like, "Great. We've 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 Can Sorry, go ahead. Can he actually say I'll do yeah, it? Yeah, I, I hope he does say I'll do it. Um, and so they're like, great. All you have to do is win race. Uh, all you have to do is win Space Mountain. He's like, oh, OK, that doesn't sound too bad. But Space Mountain is like this gigantic volcano that like is the energy source for the entire planet. So it's just like this gigantic, volatile, cartoony Spy Kids torna- or, uh, volcano of molten lava and and 
booby traps and and all kinds of stuff and he's seemingly also made of mind bending terror yeah exactly and there's all kinds of like you know <laughs> cool alien stuff and, and all that kind of stuff so yeah then it just becomes a you know uh you know a speed racer sort of like you know sports movie for the last half and he helps him lead them to victory and everyone's happy and the the indigenous people have control of space mountain again for the next however Yay! many years everyone's happy hurrah well, until the mean aliens get a better vehicle. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a better or so, a better pilot in the sequel. Right. So next movie. Yeah. So Space Mountain 2, The Race of the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds it does. like a fair ooh, no, we're not gonna use that term. That came out of my mouth. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> so we got Paul Rudd in the in the main in the main role. Um who would you cast as like I'm imagining it being like a like a like a teenage girl or something like that that like is like the, the teenage is girl. like the okay. indigenous alien that rescues him like a young you know what i mean gotcha who um, would you cast in that role i think you know what i feel like she's gotten a bad rap a little bit but i feel like she could use like a little fun kind of deal well you know what no let me think let me think i had i was focusing more on who i would cast as the aliens mm. and the um the well robots. go for it hit me so oh okay cool so for the aliens i don't and now these are two actors that would be great in this movie that you could do they bring the star power but they also bring the comedic and the fun mm-hmm. um and you could set them up to be either the the aliens or mm-hmm. the robots okay um simon Pegg and michael sheen i feel like really need to be in this movie mm-hmm. um I feel like Simon Pegg would be great as the alien race, uh-huh. you know, and then Michael Sheen would be fun as the robot. But I also feel like that kind of casting is one of those things you can pretty much um, you can uh, you can sw- they're interchangeable. For See, the most I part, think you know, Michael Sheen would be a great like villain as like the the leader of the dominant alien race. Gotcha. I think he well, would be great. I have that. I agree with you, but I also have somebody else in the mix okay. that would, you could also mess mess around. He's not as well known in American mm-hmm. cinema. But you do Matt Smith, who was Doctor Who for a mm-hmm. while. He's got a good look. He's got he's got the chops. Like he could be very robotic. Yeah. He could be very villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I feel like he would be fun to put in the mix on some level. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? I was just had a thought like. Uh, I would love if like the um, if like the robot companion they send with him is like someone who's like like I would cast someone who's like not tip who doesn't typically play robots like I I, I think like someone like Josh Brolin would be really funny. (laughs) Oh, dude. But don't change anything. Just be like, just be yourself. Yes. Because it's like flatline. Just be Josh Brolin. That would be great. Yeah. Because it's like, this this is a military robot. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, that's perfect. Yeah. No, see, that's the funny thing. I was, that's totally, you're totally right. I was thinking about it in whimsical, like, woohoo, I'm a fun robot. But if it is the military, it would make sense to have this cranky, cantankerous, like, why are you talking to me? As with Paul Rudd, like, just yammering away, Mm -hmm. like, in the spaceship. Be like, as you just have Paul, you just have Brolin's robot somehow be aware of time where he's like, oh, it's gonna be a long flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got okay, so Matt Smith as the the the, the sort of the overlord of the the aliens. Yeah. We've got Paul Rudd. You could even do Matt Smith as the overlord and Paul Sheen kind of like working together as like the maybe maybe Matt Smith's the the pilot or the bad guy, the the evil pilot mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm I'm not sure. I just went that route with yeah. it. See, um, I, so, so I, 
if yeah. I'm casting the evil pilot, who's like the like the the pilot for the dominant you know species that's one. Yes, yeah. I would have that guy, that character, be a total like rock star but like what makes him a villain is that he's a rock star and is totally into himself but he doesn't understand like dude you you play for the rich kids team like of course you're you know you're gonna win every year he's just i have (laughs) yeah totally i have a really weird out of left field casting choice go for for it i'm not sure he would do it but i think it'd be really funny what if you got tom cruise That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, how great would that be? Just in prosthetic makeup. Yep. He doesn't actually have to look like Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. He could pull a little Tropic Thunder because mm-hmm. he clearly likes doing comedy yep. and likes playing against his typecasting. But how great would it be to have him in that role as this hot shot, like, you know, playing Maverick from yeah. from uh, Top Gun, but in space That'd just be looking sick. completely different like an alien. But don't credit him. Yeah. Don't say it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Just like, just have it just be. And then people are like, is that, holy crap, it was. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. I was thinking like Sam Rockwell would be really funny. Oh, that'd be another good one. You got to put Sam Rockwell in there on some yeah. sort of level. Let's just put Sam Rockwell um, in every movie. Just in every, well, you and I are just huge Sam Rockwell yeah. fans. So like, that's not weird for us to be like, yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I feel like Sam Rockwell is going to pop up in a lot of these movie ideas. Same thing with Michael Sheen and Simon Pegg. Totally. Um, but yeah, I so thinking about the 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 alien that rescues uh, uh, Paul Rudd. Yes. Um, trying to think of like kid actors that I've seen recently. Yeah. Oh, man. I haven't watched a lot of movies with kid actors in them lately. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like, honestly, and this is going to sound a little, like, throwaway, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like you could just pick the up-and-coming Disney Channel, That's true. like, Disney Channel. One of those like, Stranger you know, Things kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, of them, one of them. Yeah. One of them Stranger Things kids. What's Millie Bobby Brown doing? Yeah, yeah, is she exactly. available? Can we get her? What does she need? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, truthfully, if you wanted to do it, because that's, that's a big enough role. It's not huge. You're not carrying the movie with that uh-huh. role. But it's a big enough role that, like, if Disney really wanted to do it, like, like, let's say Miley Cyrus at her height, you know, when mm-hmm. she was Disney Channel princess. Yeah. Or Demi Lovato. Or, and now this is showing my age, because this is, I don't know any of the Disney Channel kids <laughs> You're anymore, like, Justin like, Timberlake. This, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you who's hot and popular yeah. these days. Um <laughs> Um, Britney Spears. Oh, that's that's a sad joke. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm worried for her. Anyway, um, yeah, so I feel like you could just pick mm-hmm. the up-and-coming Disney Channel, like, princess kid to just be like, you know, like, this is the one we want to be like, have a, a Disney movie career. Like, yeah. I feel like that's probably the smarter way to go as opposed to bring somebody from outside. True. You just already bring it in from the House of Mouse and then just, like, be like, and now you're this person, you know? True. Like, would you like to be in a movie with Paul Rudd? Like, you bet your ass I would. Oh, don't say ass. This, this is Disney. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You bet your bottom yeah. <laughs> that I would. So who would, you, who would you pick to direct it? Uh... So the first name that popped in my mind was Robert Zemeckis, but I'm automatically my brain just went nope, <laughs> yeah. um, because it was like Robert Zemeckis, nope, because his last stuff has not been great, right. um, which is unfortunate. So okay, picking to direct, I'll, I'll give you my choice. Yeah, I, I'm, about it. yeah, I'm thinking. Um, so I'm gonna say John Favreau. Yeah, he's probably the best yeah. a, a, a pick, uh, and and he already has a relationship with Disney. But I I really thought of him first because 
he's not only done the big budget Disney movies, but he's also very astute at working with CGI and doing all yes. of that kind of stuff. So I think he'd be a, oh, yeah, he'd be a good choice. I, you know what? I have a couple ideas. Okay. But I'm going to like – but they don't quite fit for this okay. one. I think you nailed it right on the head with John Favreau. All right. um, he would set the perfect tone. Mm-hmm. He knows the comedy. And I feel like some of my other directors would be better – in my head would be better for as we go down as we go down the ride list All right. for a little bit more yeah. of a like, you know, kind of a sort of a – you know, would fit a little bit okay. better. Because I feel like Favreau is one of those – he's so good at what he does yeah. that – like he set the whole tone – for the MCU, yep. and was just like, there you yep. go. And he, know, and he knows out. how to make movies for kids, too, which is, is not easy to do. No, and I will say this. Make movies for kids, but not just for kids. Movies for kids that adults enjoy as well, mm-hmm. and that is my biggest problem, especially when you're talking about Disney movies that are kind of along this line. Right. It's like, please, not everything can be hyper-family friendly, <laughs> so find a way to do it to where yeah. like I'll enjoy it being a childless 30 like middle mid 30s man yep. to go but but again you're also talking to the dude that went by himself to a matinee of how to train your dragon three <laughs> and then got some real weird looks from some parents with some kids like i didn't say it but i just wanted to like i sat, sat as far away as from everybody as i possibly could which in retrospect probably wasn't a better <laughs> probably way. made it worse <laughs> yeah probably made it worse but <clears throat> um but i uh i just wanted to look at him and just be like i Stop staring at me. Like, I'm allowed to enjoy these movies, too. Like, and I have – the only reason I'm at matinee is because my girlfriend – like, you know, now my now wife. It's like, my girlfriend's at work. I have time. This is the only time I have to watch it this week. Please, I don't care about your children. Like, care about your kids, but I don't care about your kids. Please stop staring at me like I need to be tarred and feathered. That's hilarious. Um, well, let's uh, yeah. let's keep going down the list. What's the next ride you got? Keep it on rolling. All right. The next ride I have is uh, – so I would do uh, grid. No, let's go Thunder Mountain Railroad. Okay. Because there were rumors for a while that Thunder Mountain Railroad was going to be turned into a movie franchise. Mm-hmm. And then those kind of fizzled out after the, I'm sure they realized, oh, we don't have enough to go on here like we do on Pirates. Because mm-hmm. Pirates got popular. And then Disney had a little moment where they got t- a little too excited. They're like, let's turn every ride into a movie and it's like right Mm-mm. and then during this time was when milton bradley was like we'll turn monopoly into a movie it's like no no you no sir yeah no you will not yeah um um but but yeah so thunder mountain railroad uh you're on a train okay you ride around the old west mm-hmm. this is just the ride we're talking about mm-hmm. um just to keep, bring up the elements that we're going to need to nail in the movie so everybody goes oh man it was like watching the mo- watching the ride so you're in a t- timey train going around thing there's thunder mountain mm-hmm. and um at one point you go through a mine that explodes and then you shoot out the other side and there's some goats chewing on some dynamite mm-hmm. and some animals and yeah so it's a really loose concept um but, uh, but yeah, so my thought for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is you take it back to the original, the Old West days during the, um, during the, uh, the great expansion, Manifest Destiny. You know, we expand into the West. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Union Pacific, Southern Pacific, all these different railroad lines that are trying to take over. And you've got the railroad barons. They're making the Iron Snake, as the Native Americans called it, like the tick over, take over the country to get mm-hmm. the East Coast and the West Coast connected, yep. right? <clears throat> take it back to that high com- high competition high money um 
you know, lots of, you know, real urgency. So what I would do is make it a two, two competing railroad companies mm -hmm. trying to make it around or through Big Thunder Mountain. Mm -hmm. And Big Thunder Mountain is this place that everybody's tried to pass it, but it's that rumored, like, even the Native Americans are like, no, we, we don't, we don't go <laughs> yeah. there. Like, you should probably not go there. Like, I feel like it'd be fun to have a, have a, like, kind of a line where they're like, well, I'm going to do it. And like, these Native Americans all kind of look at each other like, well, that white man's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like go about their business. Yeah. <laughs> like, have fun, mm -hmm. moron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I feel, okay, so here's, here's my, You've got two competing railroad companies to make it through, and maybe there's there's some challenges, or I'm not real sure what the challenges would be quite yet. I'm, mm -hmm. You know, you could do it all the way from, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe you really you could take it more fanciful and have more of a supernatural element to mm -hmm. it, or you could keep it pretty grounded and just keep it a pretty like you know fun, competitive, you know, kind of <clears throat> race to the finish kind of thing. Um, but I feel like what you would need to do to make this gel is i would have you have one big one big angry white dude mm -hmm. that is the big you know railroad baron kind of thing um i would cast russell crow in this um in this great role. choice and i don't and i don't want regular russell crow i want fat russell crow yep. i want unhinged the movie unhinged fat levels <laughs> russell crow like <laughs> Have you been only eating pizza and drinking beer? Like no shame in the game because you're, you know, you're getting up there in those years where I get it. Like trying to keep fitness up is just sounds annoying. <laughs> yeah. So like, great. But like, I think fat Russell Crowe would be perfect just to mm -hmm. get that sort of, just in that, because he's got that kind of swagger and that kind of like dismissive attitude just down pat, yeah. you know, where it's like, I'm better than you and I know it kind of yes. thing. <clears throat> um. And so I feel like that would be great, coupled with him being a little bit puffier, I feel like would be that kind of really instantaneously get that character where you go, oh, this is a rich snob who mm -hmm. gets what he wants and lives in excess and doesn't really care about people. And then you could really imply how he doesn't care about his workers and he's mm -hmm. only in it for the money and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, go where – take that character where you will. I feel like he'd be a really great foil to go up against – a younger, I was going to say Amy Adams, like in her 20s. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not real sure, like, the, the actress I would pick to cast. Um, I haven't qu quite thought through it that far. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, a plucky, you know, a plucky kind of, like, we can do it, gang. Yeah. You know, like, she's the engineer that they, this one, that this railroad company's taking a chance on. They're like, don't let us down. We're really good. Like, your dad was a big, you know, do the legacy thing. You know, throw away sort of standard legacy. Like, your dad was the best about, engineer we had. He trained you. What about the uh, the girl who plays Starlight on The Boys? Ooh, Aaron Moriarty? Is that who that is? I believe so. One sec. I have Netflix. I have IMDb right here. I also have Netflix. Yeah, Aaron Moriarty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she's Aaron great. Moriarty. Yeah, I think she'd be great. Yeah. No, I think she'd be great. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. Yeah, so it's kind of like your dad was the best engineer we had. Mm -hmm. He taught you everything we knew. We're taking a gamble because, you know, you have that because you're a woman. Right. Like, <laughs> um, kind of thing. And then that's just a central, you know, girl power. Like, not to use that throwaway term, but, you know, you have that kind of setup. And then – um. Um, yeah, and she just kind of saves the day, mm -hmm. and then maybe she has like a love interest on the side, and you know, um, 
you know, as they go through Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And then, you know, there's like at the end, just so you have the explosion, kind of the big finale finish. Maybe Russell Crowe has sent some agents to sabotage their rail line. Mm-hmm. And um, they, you know, they end up riding like to escape from this thing. She and she and her uh, guy friend who I but the thing is, I want her character to be more than capable, kind of like in Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like she clearly was in charge and he was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, I have no problem with this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the relationship that you should have. Or maybe he's like the train and she's the engineer, the building construction engineer, and he's the guy that like runs the train, basically, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And so they end up, you know, escaping from this sabotage that Russell Crowe has placed in the, uh, you know, on their trailer line and they ride it out through a tunnel, you know, through big Thunder Mountain Railroad to the to the other side of the track as a big explosion happens. So, you know, kind of fun, kind of whimsical, um, but like really kind of just do sort of a fun sort of a fun family like, hey, there's trains kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would uh so my pitch for this movie is almost the same movie. Um I would just change uh the um was it going to say the sto- the plot just a little bit? So I would. I don't know why you would. I pitched a perfect plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so in, in my Big Thunder Mountain movie, there's uh, it's you can keep all the same cast, um, but instead of two competing train companies, it's so Big Thunder Mountain is this mountain that uh, is fabled to have like at the summit to have some like treasure, right? Some big treasure like Got it. gold or whatever. And the only way up is this old, treacherous railroad that no one has, you know, attempted to, everyone who's attempted to do it has died and never made it back or whatever. And part of it is because, well, just the logistics of it, the mountain is so treacherous and and steep that, like, you can make it up if you have, like, the strongest steam engine around, but getting back down, you're going so fast that, like, brakes are irrelevant. So, like, no one has made it back. (laughs) Yeah, good luck is essentially your your plan. Um, And so... Amy Adams character and her father or whatever have this uh, this train that they, they this engine they think that can make the trip and they have a plan for how to try to get back and stuff like that. Um, and Amy Adams father's business partner is Russell Crowe. And, and okay, but he's he also has his own secret agenda where he wants the gold Ooh. for himself because you know finger triangle yeah. of evil <laughs> yeah because he's because <laughs> the father wants to do the railroad he wants to go on this mission like Amy Adams' dad wants or Amy Adams uh Aaron Moriarty's dad wants to go on this on wants to try to conquer Big Thun- Thunder Mountain and get not necessarily for the gold or whatever the treasure is but. If they if they're the first railroad rail line to be able to do it, he can may, maybe his engine his steam engine company will become famous and and he'll be able to provide trains for everyone. He wants to do it for altruistic reasons, and Russell Crowe wants to do it because he wants a bunch of gold and he and, <laughs> and he has from the beginning wanted to make the rail line this like big fancy rail line that only the richest people can can get on and the and Ari Moriarty's dad is like nah that's not what I'm in this for I'm here to I'm here to connect people all across the nation for as cheap as possible um Aww. yeah and so basically they get up to the top of the mountain after this treacherous ride up and it's like oh man there's all this gold or whatever oh man 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 and then they, as soon as they're about to embark on their way down russell crowe and his like goons uh reveal who they are <laughs> and essentially 
um, yeah, it then becomes like a uh, a battle to try to like it becomes a battle to try to uh, it's like a fight on a train, but barreling down this mountain. Uh, essentially, right. and they're going from compartment to compartment, and things are happening, and that's like the basically the last thirty minutes of the movie. So almost the same Judge. movie, but just that was the the yeah. story I thought of the other day. Well, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I like yours better. All right, <laughs> let's go with that one. Who um, would you Who would no, you no, pick to minute. direct it? Ooh, um, good question. You know. I feel like mm-hmm. Edgar Wright would have a great time with that. Movie. I think he would. That's like great. It's a little bit different than what he does, mm-hmm. but I feel like he has the chops just to be like, yeah, let's just do this. Let's have fun with it. You yeah. Know? I think that's a great choice. Cause he's got that. Yeah. He's got that sense of, he's got a real good, obviously it's Edgar Wright. So he's like good at what mm-hmm. he does, but I feel like, you know, I feel like it'd be the kind of project that'd be a little bit outside of, of what he normally does, right. so kind of be like, oh, and Edgar, oh, Edgar Wright did this movie, which I feel like would pull more people in to go see it. Actually, totally. to see him do, like, oh, let's see how he does with this kind of thing. So, totally, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that's who I would pick. All right, but yeah, I, I like that. I yes. like that choice actually. I think it's a good choice. Yeah. All right. Totally. Um. Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, you have any more thoughts on Big Thunder Mountain, or should we keep going? I think we should keep going. Uh, uh, you know what we should do that they should do at some point is um, mm-hmm. they should work in the jewels or the treasure or like maybe there's like a big like um, jewel mine. Like it's a lost jewel mm-hmm. mine or something like that that they're going for. Mm-hmm. But then you have um, – but then just as a throwback, the one thing I would say is you have dinosaur bones kind of scattered <laughs> around in through there just for the throwback awesome. for the ride. Yeah, and, that'd be great. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh. And that's they have that on the ride. Yeah. You know? And there could be a, a scene where they're like they they they're just starting to get to the summit of the mountain, and they're like, "Oh, I'm scared. I don't know how this is going to work out." Uh, you know, this place is you know it's fabled. No one survives yeah. up here. And then it's like, "Well, they're up here. They're doing all right." And it's like the goats eating like on the ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just chewing on an old stick of dynamite. Yeah. It's like, well, he looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. What's uh, what's the next ride you got? Grizzly River Rapids. Okay, Grizzly. And now this is the ride. I don't know if I've ever been on this ride. This is the one where you're sitting in that circular thing mm-hmm. and you're going. Yeah, yep. okay. No control over your direction. Now, it's my least favorite type of water ride yeah. because it's like, hey, so it, this ride is only cool like in the middle of summer. <laughs> right. And um, when it's like 110 degrees out. Because you're going to be soaked the, after this. <laughs> yeah. So prepare for it because if you don't have a hotel room – Get ready to be miserable for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah. Hope you wore shoes that dry. Well, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Well, we're still getting on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Can I wait outside? No, we're doing this as a family. <laughs> oh, God. So are there any sort of aesthetic elements to this ride that may inform a story? Asan, here's the best mm-hmm. part. There are not. All right. <laughs> So we have pretty much our entire – it's just a full blank canvas hmm. of – yeah. Mm-hmm. Grizzly River Rapids. Yes. Okay. Do you have any ideas offhand? I kind of do, but if you're ready to no, go, I, I am you not. You go first. <laughs> you are not? Okay. All right. Here we go. This is loose script. Okay. All right. So there are – the Grizzly River Rapids. These are the most dangerous rapids in the entire country. Uh-huh. No one has ever been able to navigate mm-hmm. them, right? And so, and they're they're rumored 
if you find if you go down at the right time they're rumored to hold like a, a secret in a cave i'm not sure what that secret in the cave is yet maybe it's native american artifacts and um you know people have been looking for them for a long time like it's a lost native american civilization not with people that are alive yeah. but like an archaeological sort of like totally thing. so you know just something fun something and when, extra when, it, when is this like, set wow. like what era is this set? oh i'd set it now oh, set it now okay good oh i'd set it current day so Sam Rockwell is the hotshot yes. River Rapids River Rapids guide who and we'll have him wear like almost uncomfortably short shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on the border. <laughs> right on the border where you're like, mm, that's almost unacceptable." Yeah. But like I can't do anything about yeah. it cuz you're still in the safety zone. Mm-hmm. Um but like get him with just his just just getting Sam Rockwell to cut up and just be like, hey, man, all right, well, we're going to go do this. And he's this kind of he's this River Rapids guy that's like, I've never lost anybody on this stuff. And I do class fives all the time. And I'm not real sure about the River Rapids. No, that sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if anybody who's listening to this knows the River Rapids, like I could look it up right now, but just no, it's, I it's think it, class five sounds pretty dangerous. <laughs> class five is great. Yeah, <laughs> sounds dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um. I would say they go on these Grizzly River. You know, nobody goes there, and then you know people have been lost over time, mm-hmm. and so you, um, yeah. What I would do is um, Sam Rockwell and his. You know what? I, I'm not sure if I would go with his family, mm-hmm. who are all kind of fun, plucky, like adventurer kind of people. Because you go one or two ways. You go in his family, or he's about to go down Grizzly River Rapids with a with a highly assembled team of people, but I kind of leaning in this movie, I think it'd be fun for him and his family to go, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe he's got some fun kids, you know, that are kind of quirky and you know, whatnot. And that'll come into play later. Um, Maybe you got like the one nerd kid Mm -hmm. that's like, knows everything about history. And he's like, or like just all this stuff. He's like, that's a coniferous pine tree. It blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, (laughs) cool. So you got the smart kid, you got the sports kid, Mm -hmm. you got the, you got the recluse kid that ends up, kind of becoming pivotal in the you know for survival in the movie mm-hmm. later because they like just have this edge to him where you're like whoa you're dark yeah <laughs> like, um yeah so he and his family go down these rapids with um with his with his yeah so they go down these rapids but unbeknownst to them this other team is putting up up river for and they have slightly unsavory reasons mm-hmm. To try and beat his family. So it starts out as a competition. Mm-hmm. And then they go. And then what happens is when they go through Grizzly River Rapids, they go through the mouth of the bear, right? right. So they go down into a cave. Like maybe there's a storm and they get swept aside, both groups. And um, they end up in an area that has been uncharted. And so there you have like the – you've got like the, you know, the steam geysers and, you know, you find this old water mill mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then they find out that the water mill was a place where these um, – Maybe some money or some gold was stolen mm-hmm. um, and some sort of treasure based adventure. Um, and at some point, the guys that are from the other team decide that they want the treasure, decide that that's more important than, um, you know, everybody getting out alive. So they start going after Sam Rockwell and his family. And so then it comes mm-hmm. to a, a, a tense, but not I wouldn't go scary with yeah. it. I would just go a little like, oh, these guys are out to kill us. Kind of like on the level of like um, the – not the Untouchables. That's not the right movie at all. Um, uh, thinking of – superhero movie, Pixar, Family. The Incredibles? 
The Incredibles, yes. Gotcha. Kind of like The Incredibles when they're on that island and all those guys are trying to get mm-hmm. them and they're like, oh, have we, you have powers? I have to. Like, so totally. it'd be like, you have, I have these skills. You have these skills? And they're like, don't worry. Like, you know, where they capture like one of the kids and they're like, <laughs> or they're like, they capture Sam Rockwell. This would be fun. They capture Sam Rockwell and he starts laughing like, now get your kids. He's like, if you think I've trained my kids to deal with like that, they are fully prepared to deal, live in the wilderness. You've got another thing coming. So then it's like you turn in this home alone in the woods style survival situation where these kids are taking on these goons from this other team and just completely destroying them with like trip wires and like you know they maybe they launch a porcupine at a guy or you know that kind of thing so and then at the end they get the gold and it turns out that oh it turns out the gold was stolen or the money was stolen from um, you could go real dark with it real quick where it's like Indi- uh, Native Americans being forced out of their own tribal lands. Like they had this this money that they were given that they could only have and it was stolen by a bunch of white guys. Mm-hmm. And so maybe one of the guys on the team that's trying to get Sam Rockwell and his family is um, – he's the descendant of the dude. He's like, this is my birthright. Do you know what it's worth now? I need – you know, this is my money. And it's like, no, this needs to go back to the people that you stole it from. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. And at the end, they meet up and then give the money back and everybody's like, yay. <laughs> and then the bad guys go to jail. Nice. Nice. That sounds great. Um, I can give you uh, my pitch for a, a movie. Yeah. And then we'll and then we'll do some fun casting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think my movie works with Sam Rockwell too, but it doesn't need to be. Uh, we can talk about casting in a second. Uh, so yeah. basically my movie is a completely different movie. It's it, oh, it's a it. it's a kids uh, uh, like a um, not a kids. It's like an a, it's a comedy for adults, but with a lot of kids in it. Um, okay. So it's uh, well, I guess it could be for kids. It, picture like heavyweights. It's that tone. You know what I mean? Got so, it. Uh, so my movie stars, uh, or it doesn't star anybody. My, the main character of my movie is a NASCAR driver. One of the best NASCAR drivers there there is, but he's uh, an alcoholic. And he is uh, and he's like a kind of like a, a NASCAR bad boy where like he uh, he doesn't. And his whole thing is like, I don't race, you know, to, to be on Wheaties boxes and for kids to look up to me. I'd be I race to be the fastest there is that type of thing. Right. I'd be I'd be racing. for yeah. reasons. So uh, <laughs> so he gets like a, he has he goes on this like drunken tirade where he's like, you know, yelling about how he doesn't want kids to look up to him and he's like screw kids or whatever blah 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 blah. you know he has this big episode where uh nascar is like hey look um we're gonna have to suspend you indefinitely until you get your life together and um uh, his agent or his pr guy is like hey uh we gotta write this ship you gotta get off the booze you've you know you've been sober now a couple weeks but we gotta we really gotta get you some some good favor to try to get back into nascar Go ahead. So you're giving him the Emilio Estevez treatment in Mighty Basically. Ducks. Basically, and yeah, cool. uh, right, and, and so they send him to Camp uh, Camp Grizzly Rapids, <laughs> and uh, you are going to be a an outdoor activities instructor for these kids for this okay. for the summer. And and okay. he's like, at first he gets there, he's like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. This is lame. I hate kids. Like this is the last thing I want to do. And then they're like, well. And they're like, so what, what do I do here? What are the outdoor activities? They're like, oh, well, there's basket weaving. There's uh, there's archery uh, and all these things he doesn't want to do. And he's like, oh, and then there's the rapid races. And he's like, what? Come again. What's that last one? Yeah, excuse me, racing? 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah, uh, the ki- uh, each you know each kid, each grade level or whatever, each camp in the area, or whatever, builds a uh, builds a, a rapids boat or whatever the you know whatever the thing is, the, the raft or whatever. And they compete in races down the Grizzly Rapids. He's like, oh, that sounds cute. And then they, <laughs> and then they're like, they're right over there. And he looks over and the, dun, dun, <laughs> yeah, dun. and the Rapids are like, <laughs> obviously they're ferocious. And he's like, oh my God. And so then he makes, why would you send children down these? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he's like, uh, all right. And then, so, yeah, then it just becomes like, you know, an hour and a half of this guy, you know, being essentially the coach for these kids, building a raft and like using his racing knowledge and stuff to help them build a raft that'll survive the rapids and try hopefully beat the other camps and, and have a good show about it. I've got it. Yep. That's where you throw in the old school, the rich camp on the other side <laughs> of, of the course. lake. Of course. Of course. Popped collars. <laughs> Their names are Chad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- and unfortunately, my name, Derek, because yeah. that was a staple for rich a-holes in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And bullies. It was a bad time to grow up as a Derek. But you've got Chad and Derek and Chaz and Tobin and pretty much anybody else that Kavanaugh's friends are named. Yep. <laughs> yep. And yeah, and, so. and even they and the way the movie ends, they might even lose. But that's like a bigger test of his character because he has to be an example for the kids about how to not be a sore loser and how to like – yeah. We, we had fun still, and that's what he's learned. You know what I mean? So that type of thing. Yeah. And he learns. But yeah. then, like, Go ahead. I feel like it would be really good to end it on this, like, yeah, totally. Like, they're like, oh, whoa. he's like, don't get down on yourself, guys. Like, we did the best we could, and that's all that matters. Now let's go let the air out of their bus's tires so they have to walk back. <laughs> yeah, to camp. exactly. Just, it ends like, with some away. kind of prank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's great, guys. And you know, we just we just uh, the important thing is is that we stuck together. We we put our heads together, and we 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 survived the rapids, and we did our best, and we did a good thing. But don't get too sad because we are gonna put worms in their clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something like don't get too sad because I may have taken. <laughs> All of Trace's homemade itching powder, like of the nerd yeah. kid, like taking all of Trace's homemade itching powder and uh, covered every single article of clothing that they own in it. Okay, let's go, 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 go. Yeah. go. Get in the van, get in the van, quickly. Um, yeah, I think that would, that'd be great. Um, so yeah, uh, if you had to cast that, who would you cast? Could be, It could be anybody. Ooh. They just have to be funny, a believable drunk, and uh, a race car driver. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman would be good. Would be fun, because he also has the air of like somebody, and it's Probably not true, but he has the air of somebody that's like, eh, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, like it's believable. along that along those lines. I think Jason Sudeikis would be good. Jason Sudeikis would be because he kind of looks like a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. We love you, Jason. But you know, yeah. Um, roast mode. Um, you know who actually would be really good for a hot shot NASCAR racer mm-hmm. that. It's also believable that he doesn't like kids. Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, he'd be great. Bradley Cooper would be great. Yeah. I feel like he'd be that he'd be that like boom. Yeah. You know. Cause it's like, hey, can I get you out? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be really good. Uh yeah. All right. Who would you who would you have directed? Ooh. Um now this this could be now let's just imagine a Disney well since now they own Fox maybe they make it a little edgier you know what I mean let's just, just yeah. for the sake of argument so if you wanted to make this movie rated R 
uh, so you could have you know Bradley Cooper cussing these kids out. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that would be so funny. <laughs> who would you cast, or who would you get to direct a rated oh, R version of this movie? Shoot, would I get to direct this? See, I'm on IMDb and I'm trying to come up with a movie that's kind of along those lines. Uh, I think Adam McKay would be great. Adam McKay would be perfect. Yeah. I even, yeah, I th- yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think McKay is probably the best choice for this yeah. one. Because I would say, honestly, if it was back in the mid mid double aughts, like Todd Phillips. Oh yeah, you know, for he sure. Brings that, but he's just a just a dick now. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want him around kids. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, like uh uh-uh. uh. Um, you know, you know who would be good. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Also, James Franco would be good as a, in the starring role. I think. Oh, James or Dave. Yeah. yeah. Dave Franco would be great, too. <laughs> yeah. You know who would be good to direct this movie? Akiva Schaefer. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. He'd be great. That'd be good. Yeah. Because he's got a little bit of that edgy, but it's still like kind of he can still pull out the family like ha-has, you mm-hmm. know, with being a little bit like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if Bradley Cooper cusses this kid out. Like, <laughs> yeah. go for it. You know, that'd be that'd be like, really good. I'll make a movie like that. You know, <laughs> totally. So, I think Akiva Schaefer or Adam McKay, mm-hmm. um, someone along those lines. OK, you know? cool. Uh, all right. What's the next movie you got or the next okay, ride? I'm so sorry. The next ride. Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Matterhorn. All right. Do you have any ideas already cooked? Yes, Go I for do. it. And by the way, if you're listening to this, we're coming up with these on the yep. fly. Like, this is in moment, in media res. Like, okay, here we go. Get the brain power yep. going. I would do – okay, if we're going on the Matterhorn, I wouldn't do straight Disney. We're taking the Matterhorn. You don't even have to call it the Matterhorn, but this will be the one that's based on the ride. We go through the 20th century Fox distribution, right? Mm-hmm. The production size. You can make it a little darker, a little bit edgy, a little bit scary. I would do a creature feature of a family that is trapped – on the Alps being hunted and harassed by a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Now, they are they end up defeating the Yeti because we can't have everybody die because if it was my personal movie that I was writing and directing, I'd just have it kill it'd be a full blown like left Jason in the woods level movie, but like yeah. There's a Yeti on the mountain. He's going to kill us. Like, you're right. He is going to kill yeah. you. Stay alive as long as you can. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would do, yeah, I would do something along the lines of that. Like maybe there's a group of mountain climbers and they're all fairly experienced and they're like, oh yeah, like the Matterhorn. And they're like, well, you know, I'd set it back. I'd set it back in the 1800s, okay. like late 18, early 1900s, you know, mm-hmm. back when it would believe, be believable that not every – back when we didn't have satellites and like thermal imaging from space where it could be like, there's a Yeti. Mm-hmm. There's one yeah. over there. And we've – you know, and for hundreds of years, people have been summiting the Matterhorn like no problem, you mm-hmm. know. Like it's still a dangerous mountain as I understand it, but like got to set it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an older setting, I feel like to make this sort of successful. Plus, it gets a little bit more on a on a survival level because they don't have cameras or night vision goggles or whatever. They just have lanterns right. on the mountain mm-hmm. in the snow and the darkness. Totally. Like, you can see five feet in front of you and then good luck. Yeah, like, totally. Hope you make it. Uh-huh. Like, um, yeah, I would do something like that where they end up, you know, they end up, 
escaping, mm -hmm. like building uh, some sort of makeshift sled or something, and they, they get down the mountain, but they're also being hunted by a yeti in a in you know in the middle of a blizzard. Like maybe they find the yeti's lair and they go, oh no, we did bad, and then that's why the yeti starts like following them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, or the abominable snowman excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. I would do something something along those lines. Do it a little darker. Mm -hmm. Do a little high. Do a little higher stakes. Mm -hmm. Do a little put 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 a little bit more fear in the audience than than you would normally go for, you know. Right on. Yeah. Um, I think so. So, my version of the Matterhorn is basically kind of a Disneyer version of that. Uh, it would be like a family. I would set it modern day, and like a fam a family okay. is like um uh the father of the family is a like a a, a private pilot, and he's flying his Got family it. to some location for their like winter vacation to go on a skiing trip and mm -hmm. and he got his pilot license but this is like the the first time he's flown this far whatever whatever uh and they're like okay dad we'll go with you you know because it's your lifelong dream to fly through the alps or whatever and uh <laughs> they crash land of on course. the matterhorn this is this giant mountain got it and um they discover uh a yeti uh, but before the, well, while they're, while either before, or like when they run into the Yeti, they realize that there's like a family of Yetis and mm -hmm. their young, their youngest child, uh, of the, our, our starring family, their youngest child befriends the youngest child of the Yeti. And, uh, and so there's like this like weird, like sort of relationship that builds. And this is a comedy. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's, it's funny movie. Uh, it's comedy. It's, it's funny. A la Harry and the it's, it's, big, it's big hat. It's funny. Uh, it's big hat. Kind of like uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, kind of, but it's like it's more of a survival movie. So basically, okay. the yet they form this mutually beneficial relationship where, like, look, we have I, you know, the dad is like, I have a shotgun. I can I can help you guys hunt. You know, we can eat whatever. Blah 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 blah. And but basically, he's like, uh, we just need time to like fix my plane so we can get out of here. Um, Right. Uh, we just need we need you guys to help us because and then the villain I would just do the villain quote unquote of the movie is like, it's a survival movie so the villains are like um, the weather uh, and then also maybe wolves um, that okay. the yeti okay. that the yetis decide to help them fight because the the wolves are a threat to the yetis too you know um, right. and so yeah it's a survival movie with this family trying to survive at the top of this mountain with this you know a, a, a tenuous relationship with these yetis at best and basically learn that like family is 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 transcendent even among species and stuff like that Got and it. uh yeah and i think i would do i think i would have it be kevin hart as the the main dad and then like build a family around him well, there you I go. think that'd yeah, be really funny be fun. because I could see Kevin Hart playing this guy who like just really wants so badly to impress his family that he's like, look, guys, we're going to fly and we're going to get to the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could see him really selling like, look, I've wanted this my whole life. Like, you know, I can really like imagine him selling that. Yeah. I've wanted this my whole life. Can you just do this? Just do this for me, please. And then once the Yeti show up, like I could uh, just the the classic Kevin Hart freak out of Yetis would be great. Screaming at the yeah. top of his lungs like a little girl. I'm yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down. Hundred yeah. percent. Totally down. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, who would you have star in yours? I well, 
I like the camp. Well, for mine, for the survival. Yeah, and yours is a horror movie. <laughs> mine is a straight horror movie. Well, the first thing what I would do is I would have it. I don't know. Did you ever see the movie Krampus from 2015? Uh, I never saw it, no, but I, it's the Adam okay. Scott movie, so, right? Yes, it's got a dark tone that's not overpoweringly. Yeah. Like, like, ah, like terrifying, mm-hmm. but it's just like dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy that I would get, the guy that directed that was uh, Michael Doherty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Doherty. He's done a couple of things here and there. Godzilla movies, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong, he's written it. But I would have him direct it mm-hmm. because it seems like he can put – like it's it's funny. Krampus is funny, but it's also very like – you know, very dark. And so what I would do is be like take that tone but make it scary. Yeah. That's right. I'd have him direct it um, and who would I cast in it? Mm-hmm. I think – I think for the main guy character, I'd cast the guy that's Homelander in The Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. I would do never seen something him, like... I've never seen him do anything else. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm like, whatever, for fantasy casting, like, let's go. Um. Yeah. So, what's his name here? Homelander. Anthony Starr. So, I'd cast him mm-hmm. as that. Um, And then for the rest of the team, basically, you just build another, yeah. like team of you know explorers and badasses around yeah. that you know that are kind of like turn of the dave century batista kind of is around <laughs> oh sure. certainly dave batista is around yeah oh my gosh yes. yes i would just i just want i i would put it's a shocking amount of movies that i want dave batista to be in just because i like dave batista doing his i thing. like dave batista uh he i think he's going to have a very long career because yes he's Unlike The Rock, who The Rock is like undeniably a movie star, like Dave yes. Buti- Dave Bautista is more of like The Rock if The Rock was a character actor. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, Dave Bautista is really good. Like I like he's so he's good. Phenomenal. Yeah. One of his favorites. One of the favorite. One of my favorite performances that he has ever done is in the opening scene of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, dude, he's great in it. Like the amount of weight yeah. and history and emotion he packs into almost no outward emotion yeah. is shockingly yeah. effective. He's like very I was, good. I was watching it and I didn't. I was like in my head afterwards after that scene ended. I was like, I didn't even realize that was Dave Batista. Yeah. Like, like obviously you see it, but it's like it does not register. You're just like, whoa, he's going <laughs> he, for even it. Like, as dang, yeah, he's talented. It, I think even his performance as Drax is is. Uh, is is understated like it's so oh it's so good like he shockingly he's so. not like if that was the, like just imagine if that was the rock in that role you'd be like okay it's funny but that's the rock like okay you know what yeah, i mean exactly <laughs> well, it's dwayne johnson with gray skin and red red scar tattoos so like cool but no, like, batista, he, like he so is he disappears into that role like you forget it's dave batista it's mm-hmm. he's so good oh yeah Totally. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you 100% on that. So, yeah, so I'd put Anthony Starr in the mix. I think I would put Lee Pace in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he's great. Um, He's awesome. Um, uh, I always – Dishman Hansu yeah. I feel like would be great in that as well. Um, Yeah, and then like an older kind of character that – you know, and then you, you cast like – I'd probably find some – 
German, or maybe Christoph Waltz as the mm-hmm. like the German mountain guy. It's like mm-hmm. it's the snowman, or you yeah, know, where yeah. they're like, like what's out there? It's like it is the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> like this crazy, like all right, you're kind of nuts. He's taking pulls out of a flask, yeah. like in the middle, like next to the fire, Dude, or even what's his name? Um, I think could do a really cool job at that. Uh, the guy who plays Baron Zemo in the Avengers movies. Yeah, what is that guy's Ooh, name? I can't think of his good. name right now, but uh, it is. I will find. I can out imagine him being you. like. You seek to go to the summit of the mountain. <laughs> you yes. must beware of the snowman. <laughs> like he's a snowman. He, like he has this giant scar over his uh, the right side of his face. <laughs> Just half his yeah. face is gone. Like what happened? Don't yeah. ask. Like also, it'd be funny. Just if it was a comedy, it'd be great. Be like, yeah. So he's gonna tell you some really pertinent information, but just don't look. <laughs> Don't look at his face. Yeah. What, what do you mean? You'll know when you see it. Just don't do it. And that's the first thing he says. He's like, what? Yeah. Are you looking at my face? They're like, no, no, yeah. no, like, not at all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nope, nope. Just checking out this lovely crown molding. Look at my face. I don't. Well, I don't want to. You saw it. Be, you stared at it before. Keep looking at it. I, I don't. Don't want to. Don't want to do that. That's funny. Daniel Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, he'd be great. Daniel Bruhl is great. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that would be my Matterhorn. Cool. Yeah, and that you know, would be mine. Escaping down the mountain from an angry, abominable <laughs> snowman that's trying to kill you. Yes. Um, okay, cool. What's the next ride? So we've got uh, – well, th- I put Soren over the world, but now I'm like, eh. <laughs> um, it's just kind of – it's that's so just not yeah. non-plus of a ride. It's like you can't really pull anything out. Uh, the two I have at the end – Autopia, okay, and the the space rockets, the ones that spin around in a circle. Oh, okay, cool. And Tomorrowland. Now, those were Autopia. I feel like you could get more mileage out of a story from Autopia. Oh, totally. Um, but I like like the story that I have for Autopia would be sort of a, a wacky races kind of throwback to the seventies uh-huh. kind of thing, um, where it's like a bunch of different characters and they you know they're on a race across the country mm-hmm. and you know kind of like um, like rat race. Uh, it. Rat Race, yeah. or the one that Rat Race is uh, stole, like takes off of. Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Gotcha. Um, you know, this would be kind of your fun, crazy, zany, like get to the finish line. Lots of celebrity cameos, lots of crazy situations. Totally. But I feel like it's <clears throat> has it been done before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it is it tired? No, because we only get that kind of that kind of. Um, even the Need for Speed movie was a serious version mm-hmm. of that, but like. We only get that kind of movie every so often that I don't feel like it's beating a dead horse to have another movie like that. But I feel like that'd be fun. And then you don't – the casting is just like – I feel like the casting for that movie would just be like, who who wants in? Yeah. You know, like you get you get like you big you John C. Riley will be like show up in it, you know, and then you've got like people that are playing gas station attendants and like really weird swamp people. Like maybe they get a <laughs> yeah. detour down into like New Orleans, like Creole country. And there's like this old man you want to go there. It's yeah. like, but it's like James Franco, like you know what I mean? Where it's you know, but it's like you get all these crazy cameos and like all these random celebrities, and then you could open it up to like people that are celebrities that aren't exactly actors, yeah. you know, like put LeBron in there <laughs> yeah. or you know something like. Like that's so, just a fun movie that's just like Autopia. Yeah. I, so I got an Autopia pitch if you're ready. Hit me. All right. So this movie is basically like Ready Player One meets um, Speed oh. Racer. Meet. It's, so it's like the aesthetic of Ready Player One with like meets Speed Racer style like racing. 
and then like it meets Mad Max. So, oh, I like yours way better. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So here's so here's what we're doing. Uh, cool. uh, we're in the future. Let's say fifty years, um, and the because of climate change and and like s- some global catastrophes that have happened. Um, now Earth's weather patterns are like extremely chaotic and volatile and um they're extremely so like the world every few days or so sees these very catastrophic weather events uh in different mm-hmm. regions of the world uh and and so in our story let's just set it let's just i don't know it could maybe you know maybe it's set in the united states maybe it's set somewhere else it doesn't really matter but so in, let's just say united states for this argument um or for this pitch so at any moment Outside your window could just be giant hailstorms the size of like basketballs falling or whatever, uh, yeah. and or or volcano, oh, not volcano, tornadoes or hurricanes or dust storms or whatever. So or volcanoes, yeah, or volcanoes. So in order to uh, so society in order to adapt to that, and after the collapse of like regular society, all of everyone's resources has been put into their cars, so that. Ooh. Everyone in in United States, if you want to survive, has to be a nomad, and you have to have a car that's durable, but also fast enough to outrun these weather events. Got so, it. So, because they can happen at the spur of a moment, like at any moment, like a giant hail ball could come through your window, and doo, 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 you know what I mean. So, the yeah, people totally. live in the and they operate in these caravans and these little like this is where the Mad Max elements come in. They like they're like gangs almost. There's like these caravans of like cars that people have built up, but they're not like war rigs. Um, they're more so like they're built for speed because you have to be able to Got outrun it. these storms and stuff like that. And so Got our it. our story follows some main character uh, who has a car that they've built uh, or was was handed to them from their father or whatever. And they're looking for a home or like a, 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 a community to, but they don't, but they're not interested in most of these like kind of, you know, blood in blood out kind of crews. They want to, they right. want to start something, you know, they want to bring back democracy and society and stuff like that. They want to find a home and, and then, yeah. yeah, make things a little nicer for people. Yeah. And so we follow that, that person in their journey to through survival and, and forming a crew and that kind of thing. I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Down. Um, Totally down. Who would you get to direct it? Um, hmm. I think I know who. Okay, who you got? Russo Brothers. That'd be great. Russo Brothers would be great. Russo Brothers. If we're doing my Autopia version, where it's that zany, wacky kind of crazy, you know, crazy car mm-hmm. race, I would have. Um, I would have it written by. Um. Second, I would have it written by um, Thomas Lennon and um, Ben Garant, mm-hmm. and then I'd have it directed by Taika Watiti. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have. Um, man, I just had the director in my head. Damn it! Oh, here, hold on. What what movies? Oh man, I'm trying to. I just had it, but then you said Taika Waititi, and then it like totally changed. Yeah, it destroyed. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I'm trying to think of who it was because it was. Um, damn it, I cannot think of the director now. 
Oh man, I'm sorry. I can't. Well, this is going to be definitely be an edit point for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of who the director is. Um, a little bit of movie magic there. Uh, I took a moment to Google. Um, <laughs> we had to take a second. <laughs> we had to take a second because I had a serious brain fart. Um, no, I would get. Uh, I would have none other than J.J. Abrams direct it. Oh yeah, there you go. Yes, I think he would be basically be like he'd be great. Let's at it. see if you can out Mad Max George Miller. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that would be, um, I think that would be great. Totally. He would be a good choice for, uh, for Space Mountain. He would be a good choice for Space Mountain as well. Yeah. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think especially for, for those two movies, like they really require like a very sleek, like kind of visual style to pull them off. And I think, I mean, yeah. if there's one thing he does well, it's that. So, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So totally. I think that'd be great. Um, yeah. Autopia. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, who would uh, who could I get to star in that? Yes. Who is like our main driver person looking for a home? Um, I'd want to go younger, um, or at least someone who appears to be in there. Like, I mean, I guess Tom Holland is kind of an obvious choice. Yeah, he's a little bit the everything. Yeah, right he's now. in everything now. Um, but I would want to go that age. I wouldn't want to go older than yeah, that for sure. Um, yeah, so maybe a uh, maybe a Tom Holland. Uh, what's his name would be good. He's a little bit older, but uh, um, uh, oh shoot. Uh, jo- uh, Do we need to pause so, no, again? no, no. I got it. John Boyega would be good at it too. <laughs> John Boyega would be great. Yeah. yeah, totally. Ooh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover would be great too. Um, I I think Donald that Glover might even be a good villain in that movie. Oh he'd be, yeah, he'd be great as like the the leader of like fun. one of the you know the the uh the mean gangs <laughs> with with feathers all done up in his hair yeah. and crazy war paint yeah. and all that stuff mm-hmm. like walking around with like a skull on a stick yeah. and i think it would be yeah. cool because it'd be like mad max but like um in our future so like with cars that you kind of recognize you know what i mean yeah so like you mm-hmm. know like donald glover they've got like lamborghinis and like ferraris but they're all like yeah. you know they're all like armored and, yeah. yeah that thing would be sick yeah, that would be cool, man. I like that. Yeah, that'll be fun. He's like, yeah, and then yeah, and the, and the implication is like, you know, most people get their cars that they just find and salvage, but the implication is that they like murdered people for their cars. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, there are yeah, there are dead people. Yeah, exactly. Like you go, what's that animal skin on the front of the hood of your car? The old the old owner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. So. I need to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe even the guy um, in the starring role. Maybe even the guy from uh, the typecast. Maybe even the guy from uh, Baby Driver. Oh yeah, he'd be good too. He'd be real good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Oh, I have okay. a change. Yep. To my Matterhorn. Okay. Deal. I still want Homelander to be in mm-hmm. it, but I want it to be led by John Hamm. Yeah, because why not? because <laughs> why not yeah john ham needs to be in more fantasy things. casting and i can just do yep. that yeah john ham does need to be in more things yep uh so it really does what was the right. uh what was the last one you had uh so the last ones i had that we could walk through um were the rockets but there's not real much to go on there yeah it's just rockets in space we already covered a space one uh the mark twain riverboat slash columbia I feel like that one, I just came up with this one. That'd be a real quick, like, nature documentary, like, narrated by Sam Elliott as we float on down the mighty Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind of like ASMR, put you to sleep kind of TV, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
And that's it. We have finished the list that I came up with. So uh, let me see if I can think. Well, there's I think there's one or two other rides that I was thinking of. Uh, I th- oh, yeah, please. Um, it's a small world. OK, is there there's no story to that, right? It's just a bunch of children. No, from around it's the just world. a bunch of it's everybody on the planet getting along the way it should be instead of being all right. bastards and shooting <laughs> missiles at each other. Right. You know, so if you had to do a movie for It's a Small World, what do you think you'd do? <laughs> Yeah, or or it could you can't be a, you can't see it, but my eyes are real wide right or now. Or it could be a TV show. I don't know. Um, it could I be think, an animated movie. I think, it, I think it's a small world would be good off as a TV show, kind of like All in the Family back in the day uh-huh. on TGIF. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, what Little Wonders or not Little Wonder? That's the robot. What's the one? Any? I've got it. Mid to late eighties. I've got it. Family oriented TV show where a couple adopts a lot of kids. There you go. Small. I've world. got one. I've got one. Go. It, th- now me. this is like a Disney Channel TV show. Like this is where this like a Disney That's Plus the TV level show. That I think this would work. Yes. yes. So it's it's a it's a show that is. I mean, it's a small world is celebrating diversity and the coming together of a bunch of different people. I would have it be a thing right. where like. And now this is a Disney Channel show. It's for kids. Um, it's it's basically there's this like um, secret elite like school for like the brightest minds and the most capable children from around the world. Kind of like X-Men, but with no powers. And got it. Yeah. It's just the story of these group of kids from all around the world who are being trained at this really like elite fun, you know, um, secret school that like is training the next mind. So like all the famous inventors and like successful people were secretly trained there. So like, gotcha. out, uh, so okay. like Einstein went there when he was a kid, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that type of stuff. And it's like, you all are a part of a, of a secret lineage of the world's best minds. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like a it's just like a sitcom, you know, kids sitcom about these kids from different parts of the world and their kind of cultures clashing and learning how to get along and like having fun and, you know, d- solving the world's problems from the secret school. And it's called the show's called It's a Small World. I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know, yeah, and you can cast a bunch you of also- bright eyed young actors of diverse cast from all around the world. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really cool. Totally. You could also put it you could also do it and back it back it off conceptually down to like a uh, children's programming mm-hmm. like Dora the Explorer totally, and all that kind of totally. stuff where it's like we need to solve this math problem do yep. do, do 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 two plus two equals four <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean they do like little songs and dances totally. or whatever and kids just sit in front of the can't speak and they're like yay mm-hmm. and each in each episode so, there's like a problem they have to solve that like there's a specific like maybe like there's like a um, a cultural uh, application for the 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 solution for that problem where like we can explore a specific culture that's represented. It's like, yeah. Oh, we got to figure out this problem with the ice caps in the Antarctic. And then there's like an, like an Inuit child. There's like, well, in my culture, this, this is blah, 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 blah. And then they solve it by we have 8,000 <laughs> words for snow. Yeah, exactly. And they solve each episode's problem by like exploring and celebrating other people's cultures and stuff like that. I think that sounds very heartwarming yeah. and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would probably watch it yeah. late at night when I'm feeling sad. Just be like, I need something nice to remind myself that this world isn't yeah. dark and full Just of garbage. Just tell me everything's going to be okay. Just tell me everything's going to be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, totally. So, there, yeah. So, oh, it's a small that's world. That's great. Um, uh, is there any, are there any other rides at Disney you can think of? No, but I do have – I do have – it's not going to be at Disneyland. Okay. 
But I came across this morning uh-huh. when I got when the dog woke me up by sticking her nose in my face and being like, "Hey, <laughs> I know you went to bed at one, but it's six a.m. Yep. and I want to cuddle with yep. you." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So went up, went to the bathroom, pulled up my news, mm-hmm. and uh, first thing on my news feed. Just perfect timing for our episode today. Our movies, we're going to do the reverse, are movies that should not have rides. That should not have rides. Should not have rides. Okay. Now, there are very few that I would be like, actually, there's a lot of movies that shouldn't have rides. But there are two <laughs> movies specifically that are going to be having rides coming out oh, no. next year at a theme park in Dubai. And I'm going to tell you about okay. them. And we can discuss them for a little okay. bit. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Number one. Okay. I'm gonna lead with the least with the with the ones uh, what? And then the one we'll talk about that for a little bit. And then there's a, the second one has the most mileage to it that I was like, we have to discuss okay. this today. Number one. So you know the super well known magicians fighting the FBI franchise called Now You See Me? Oh yes, I do. It's getting its own roller coaster, my friend. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Details are scarce, but um according to variety. Uh, which first shared the images. The high roller attraction is set in a casino location. Oh. Perfect for the environment of the heist orchestrated by the Four Horsemen. And <laughs> those, the executive vice president movies, and head of global... Those movies yeah, are they're, so bad. <laughs> they're so weird. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love in the first one, spoilers, everybody, but the first where Mark Ruffalo's like, I'm going to chase these magicians. Oh, wait. I am a magician. Oh, yeah. Mark bah, bah, Ruffalo's bah, bah, bah. in that movie. He's the FBI agent. Oh, man. Harrelson is in these movies. Oh, those movies are bad because, like, they're, like, they're very lazy because they're, like, oh, you see oh. magicians make the best uh, counter, like, th- uh, thief people because they understand manipulation and illusion and deflection. Oh, no. And the also magic is real. them stealing shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah. So these are supposed to be, that's the thing about the first movie. It's supposed to be like, you see it from the perspective. It's supposed to be like Ocean's Eleven, right? But it's all these magicians like, oh, they use their sleight of hand, do all this stuff. It's like, cool concept. Yeah. I like the idea of a concept of a bunch of magicians. And then it, at the end, it goes, by the way, they're actually magic. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, that's not cool <laughs> in the literal last 10 minutes it's like oh by the way that was actual real magic later yeah. it's like what there, why there's a reason why like sawing a woman in half as a trick is very exciting but just sawing a woman in half and then surgically putting her back together is not impressive <laughs> oh no no lots of people can saw a woman in half and then have her surgically put back together it's called attempted murder <laughs> yeah but you know yeah whatever oh, man uh so the quote is Guests will have the experience of walking through the casino and taking part in a heist that the horsemen are in the midst of pulling off. And it sounds like that the story will be doled out in the queue before you even get to the roller coaster itself. So it sounds like you go through this whole thing, kind of like the weird, like where there's a story in the queue of a ride. And a lot of like Universal does this Mm -hmm. and a lot of other theme parks do this where like the story is in. And I appreciate Disney doing the story throughout in the ride throughout the ride as opposed to. Other places they're like the story is while you wait, yeah, and then you go on a roller coaster and you're like, what, what, <laughs> what Why? if that was the story of the ride? It's like the now you see me team is solving this mystery, and then they all got on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> they robbed a casino in Vegas, 
and then rode the roller coaster in New York, New York. <laughs> Yay, friendship! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay, so that's that one. Are you ready for the um for the second one that's gonna make you really just be like, why? Yeah. Son, what recent action okay. fighting action franchise that we both know and love a hell of a lot mm-hmm. would you think should not have a theme park attraction based on that movie franchise? Should not. Now, that encompasses a lot of movies. Yeah. How recent are we but, talking? Oh, we're talking fairly recent. Okay. So there's – I'm going to play my hand a little mm-hmm. bit. There are only three movies, and it stars one of our favorite actors. Three movies, one of our favorite actors. Three movies, one of our favorite actors. I can't wait to see you on the video feed. Just watch your brain click into gear when you figure it out. Three movies, one of our favorite Let's, actors. I'll, I'll give you lots of guns. The Matrix? Close. Um, lots of headshots. Oh, John Wick? Yep, John Wick. <laughs> I like that. I said the Matrix. You said close. <laughs> that is close. <laughs> yeah. No, you were really on. You were right on point. I was like, yeah. No, that. No, the thing is, you know what? You like, know what's three funny? movies. Favorite actress. Like, yeah, it has Keanu Reeves, and there's three movies. <laughs> yeah, you you could probably describe those movies for a long time before you knew which one I was talking about. You're, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, the way I would describe it, the cues I was gonna get. Could, you could waffle between The Matrix and John yeah. Wick no matter how I was going to yeah, do it. Exactly. I almost said there's a dog, but uh, I was like, no, no, we're going to go hot sh- headshots. Lots of good. Yes, the John Wick franchise is getting its own roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, nothing says family-friendly fun like a grieving assassin who loses his wife and dog yeah. and then just starts wholesale murdering everybody <laughs> that had anything to do with yeah. it. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, um, you know what? It, it's it's so, crazy. So the ride but will, I could see that one being a ride more than I could see now. You see me being a ride, and I agree. Yeah. But I also go for both those. I go no. Yeah. Right. Those are not ride franchise no. movies. Like no, just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so the concept is it's going to be a dueling roller coaster first of all the lobby sounds cool you walk into the continental hotel Oh, that's cool yeah so that's where you like hang out and like go through the ride and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff i think that sounds awesome yeah. i'm like yes continental's just it's a cool vibe like mm-hmm. add a add like a fun bar mm-hmm. that i can like once you you know you get like you know add like a fun like bar that you go downstairs you pay for it with like a gold token yeah. and it's like oh the novelty i'm an assassin too yeah. like, <laughs> but um add that but it's going to be a dual, a dueling roller coasters concept where you can make a choice. Mm-hmm. You can either help John Wick, or you can fight against John Wick. Mm. And um, riders can will get a different experience based on which queue they choose to enter. But everyone will be funneled through a scaled version of the lobby of the Continental. Um, this attraction particularly is really about the setting of the story by putting people in this very immersive environment, and then you really get the action as you get on the roller coaster. It's 10 stories high, so there's definitely a level of intensity that's befitting John Wick franchise that guests will experience. And that's all the information that we have on it. All right. Yeah. So, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing that's happening out in the world, yeah. and this morning I, I saw that in my news feed and just went, oh. 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like that'll be fun to talk about because it's just a concept. I'm like, did what? 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 Yeah. Were you drunk when you signed <laughs> the paperwork on this? Like what <laughs> happened? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Those both are going to be in Dubai. Those are both going to be in Dubai. All yeah. All right. Well, the theme park in Dubai. So it looks like you and I are going to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that does it for today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think yeah, I think that wraps it about Thanks up. Thanks for coming on again. We got a little we it. even we even worked a little news in. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I wouldn't call it news news, <laughs> right. but it's soft news. It's soft news. It's marginal but news. It's it's what's going on during this week. So <laughs> exactly. there we go. All right, Derek, uh, where can uh, people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at Cinephile84 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Derek underscore nickel on the tweets. All right. You can find me uh, all across social media at Asan the DJ. That's at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find me at Asan.com, my website. Or you can find more episodes uh, of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and at WeeklyRegular.com. Derek, thanks again for coming on. Oh, always my pleasure, man. All right. We will see y'all next week. (laughs) 